Hello, today we are going over Storyline 30, and it is titled The Controversy and the First Church Council. Um, key verse is Acts 15.11 that says, We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. And then the chapters surrounding this deal with Acts 10, Acts 15, and Galatians 2. The author writes that as Paul began to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, controversy arose regarding the Gentiles' observance of the law. Since the Jews were accustomed to a life guided by specific laws, some Jews found the nature of God's new covenant difficult to understand and accept. In Antioch, Paul and Barnabas encountered a group of Jewish converts who argued that in order for Gentiles to be saved, they needed to be circumcised according to the law of Moses. To settle this dispute, Paul and Barnabas went to the church leaders in Jerusalem, a group that included Peter and James, the brother of Jesus. The first church council in around AD 50 decided that the Gentile Christians did not have to observe certain ceremonial requirements of the Mosaic Law and were therefore free from the Old Testament requirement to be circumcised. The Council of Jerusalem upheld and reaffirmed the truth that the salvation comes by grace alone through the faith of all people. So I'm going to go ahead and read the um, Acts 15 for us and then from that we can talk and go to prayer. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debated with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and the elders about this question. The church sent them on their way as they traveled through uh, Phoenicia, Phoenicia sorry, and Samaria. They told how the Gentiles had been converted. The news made all the believers very glad. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God who knows the heart showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul 
telling about the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles uh, through them. When they finished, James spoke up, Brothers, he said, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God first intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles. The word of the prophets are in agreement with this, as it was written, After this I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild and I will restore. The rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord, who does these things, things known from long ago. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write them, telling them to abstain from the food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of the strangled animals, and from blood. For the law of Moses had been preached in every city from the earliest times, and it is read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. Then the apostles and the elders, with the whole church, decided to choose some of their own men to send to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Barsabbas and Silas, men who were leaders among the believers. With them, they also sent a letter. The apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. We have heard that some went out from uh, us without authorization and disturbance disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friend Barnabas and Paul, men who risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by the word of mouth that we are writing It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. So the men were sent off and went to Antioch, where they were gathered with the church together and delivered the letter. The people read it, and were glad, for it was an encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After spending some time with them, they were sent off by the believers with the blessing of peace to return to those who who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we uh, preach the word of the Lord and see how these things are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, who was also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in his work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left. Commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord, he went through Syria and Sicily, strengthening the churches. 
Father, thank you for today. Thank you for these great leaders uh, in the, the early church who were able to show us how it is we should handle questions dealing with the faith. They, you know, instead of just having, continuing to have arguments among themselves, they went to the elders and um, to the leaders of the church to have it discussed, which um, it shows that the elders were able to look, to have the wisdom to look through past scriptures to see what the Holy Spirit was doing among them in present and was able to work with that wisdom and discernment to decide what was the right course of action. And through that, they were able to take the, um, to take that authority that was given to them and go share that with others and encourage them and to put a stop to false teachings. So I ask, Father, that we would be able to do the same, that we wouldn't go with what we think is best in our opinion, but we'd be able to go with what your scripture says and what you say, Holy Spirit, that we wouldn't go acting out on our own without the authority behind us, but that we would learn to follow your ways of how you have set, you have an order and authority set in place that we are to follow. We're not supposed to be lone rangers or lone wolves acting on our own, but to submit to the leaders in our church and to follow you. So I ask that you help us to see that, that you help us to, if we are getting out of line and start to want to believe false doctrine or to teach it, that we would be willing to humble ourselves and to submit to those and to those in authority over us, uh, most importantly to you, Holy Spirit, and to your written word, Lord Jesus. Um, I ask that we be like the Bereans, which it talks about how they eagerly search the scriptures day and night to see if what Paul was teaching them was true, that we would be learners of your word, that we would just be head over in heels in love with your word and want to grasp every bit of knowledge and wisdom that you would give us and understanding and that we'd be willing to share it with others just as um, Judas and Silas and Paul and Barnabas did. I ask also that um, well, it shows here a little bit later about Paul and Barnabas's uh, disagreement when it came to them going in a direction with 
John and Mark, and or John who was called Mark. It's kind of a part that, for me, is hard to grasp. Uh, I honestly, when I think of how the church is supposed to operate, I think of unity and just everyone being merry and getting along. And this shows that people can have disagreements, um, but yet still serve the church. They just went their separate ways. Um, It just, I don't know. It saddens me, Father, to see that. And uh, (laughs) the interesting thing is, is that Barnabas was the one who stuck up for Paul when he first was converted and uh, the church wasn't wanting to trust him, but Barnabas, you know, risked his neck out for him. And um, that, you know, it was an incredible gift and blessing that Barnabas did because without that, you know, the church wouldn't have accepted Paul and we wouldn't have so much of the New Testament like we have today. But at the very same time, uh, Barnabas is willing to do the same thing for Mark or um, for John, who is also called Mark. But for some reason, it uh, it wasn't accepted by Paul. And uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on with that, whether uh, there was something behind it, maybe that you were speaking to them, Holy Spirit. Um, maybe you were wanting to do something different in both of them. I, I don't know. But uh, I don't, it just saddens me when I read that part of the scripture. So I, I ask, Father, that as we go about our days serving you, submitting to your authority, um, reading your word, and encouraging others and, and teaching others about you and being like the Bereans, searching your word to know if what someone is teaching us is true, that we also we also look to be in unity with each other, that we realize it's okay to be in disagreements and go different ways because clearly uh, Paul and Barnabas were able to do that it didn't say that either one was wrong in the scriptures. Um, so it is okay to have a dis- a difference of opinion or a disagreement and still uh, we can still love each other, uh, you know, through you, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. But I ask that um, I, that we just have your unity, that we have your love, the willingness to serve each other, to put each other first, um, and to just do your will in that situation. To make sure that it has nothing to do with our flesh, that it is of the disagreement, but rather um, 
that rather it would be that we are truly following what we think the Holy Spirit is leading us to do, which it's entirely possible that the Holy Spirit would lead us to go in different directions to reach different people in different ways. Um, And sometimes we just can't always see that. Sometimes uh, your word talks about how we're all part of the body and we each have different functions in the body. And sometimes we are so focused on our function and how uh, you've called us to work. We're not able to see that you've called other people to work in other functions. But I would hope that it be instead of it being a disagreement that sends them apart or sends us apart with others, rather it be um, like it was where the church saw it best to send Paul to go reach the Gentiles while they stayed and preached among the Jews that we would be able to see the gifts in others, that we would be able to see that, yes, the Holy Spirit has called these people to to worship you in this different way, to follow you in this different way, and to reach these people in a different way. But he's also called us to do it in this specific way that he's told us, that we not compromise what you called each of us to do, but also recognize the different ways you've called each of us to do things. Um, I know that sounds a bit uh, open-ended, I guess, but I, I trust, Father, that you do, you do have plans for us. You do set ways for us, and it's... you you create each of us so uniquely because there are so many unique faces of you and you created us in your own image that it's just not possible for us all to be the same. And um, so, you know, that you have different ways you want to be expressed and you want to be worshipped. So I thank you for that. I just ask that we follow you, that we love each other um, as we are supposed to love ourselves, that we love you, that we treat others as you would have us treat them, that we just follow your perfect example of love, Jesus. And we ask all this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks.